السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد Welcome to our تعليم of the refinement of the soul We will start with the tilawat of the Quran first أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وَإِذْ نَجَّيْنَاكُمْ مِنْ آلِ فِرْعَوْنَ يَسُومُونَكُمْ سُوءَ الْعَذَابِ يُذَبِّحُونَ أَبْنَاءَكُمْ يُذَبِّحُونَ أَبْنَاءَكُمْ وَيَسْتَحْيُونَ نِسَاءَكُمْ وَفِي ذَلِكُمْ بَلَاءٌ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ عَظِيمٌ صدق الله العظيم Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says and this is in connection to the previous verse where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds the Bani Israel that remember the favors that I have granted you and a day is going to come where you have uh, you know you're going to stand alone and you have no intercession and no ransom and no support after that, Allah Ta'ala says, And recall and remember when we saved you. وَإِذْ and when نَجَّيْنَاكُمْ We saved you from the word najat, which means salvation. مِنْ آلِ فِرْعَوْنِ From the people of Fir'aun. Or you can say, you know, we know from the ministers or the, you know, the, 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 the court and order and the law, the, the government of Fir'aun. So Al means family, just like we see Alihi sallallahu alayhi wa the family of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, right? Ali, uh, Ali Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Al is family. So generally the word Al is used for like a honorable, noble or high um, established family. So min Ali Fir'aun, from the people of Fir'aun, Yasumunakum. Yasumunakum means to inflict Right or to subject, su evil punishment, adab punishment. So they who afflicted or subjected you to terrible torment to to a painful punishment. Yudabihuna from the word dabaha, slaughtering your sons, and wayastahyuna means to keep alive nisaakum your woman. In other words, they left your woman alive, and obviously we know they. Another way of translating is they spared your ladies, your women. And in that, Bala'un is a Bala' mir Rabbikum from your Lord, Azimun, great, a great Bala'. Bala' generally translated as a trial or a test. Trial or a test from your Lord. There was a great trial and test in this incident from your Lord. Now, uh, just. A point I wanted to make on the previous verse is that Allah Ta'ala had enumerated the bounties upon the Bani Israel in the world in general and said these are the rules and laws that you must follow. And in the end, if you are not able to at least do shukr, show gratitude, and that's why Allah Ta'ala towards the end, He says that, then that, uh, O Bani Israel, remember the favors that I've bound, uh, that have graced you with and that I've given you virtue over, over the universe, over the worlds. Uh, in other words, be grateful to them. And 
Allah Ta'ala now starts enumerating the specific bounties upon the, uh, the Bani Israel. And he starts with a story. We all know the story. And this is that Fir'aun, he, uh, he saw a dream where his soothsayers interpreted that a person from the a child from a male child from the Bani Israel would raise against them and he would be the means of his sultanate or his kingdom uh, dropping or falling. And so Fir'aun had commanded that all the male children be slaughtered and all the female children be left alive for service. And Allah Ta'ala had, and then uh, he had also commanded that on, in the odd years, the years that he would be born, for him to for all the male children to be slaughtered it so happened that was the year that one of the in one of the odd years that's when Musa salam was born anyway we know the entire story you can find it in surah qasas and other places as well and throughout the quran allah ta'ala does mention the story so to cut the long story short this is the incident allah is talking about that in this when he was slaughtering the children and this was a great test for them the word bala has several meanings and the the word bala it could mean musibah in other words calamity it can also mean ni'mah in other words bounty if a person uh, says that in this is a if he's talking about the saving the fact that Allah saved them because Allah mentioned right in the beginning najjaynakum we saved you we protected you then this would then bala would refer, mean ni'mah this in this was a bounty from a great bounty from your lord azimun is a attribute or a quality of bala in other words a great bounty from your lord and if we look at bala'un to refer back to dhalikum and dhalikum talks about this whole incident of slaughtering the children then obviously it's a musibah or it's a calamity so then bala would be in the meaning of calamity but the the translators of the quran they translated bala in a way that could it can actually, um, you know, uh, it can refer to both, and that is if you translate the word bala as a trial. So trial or exam, that's also a third translation for balaun. So definitely, this was a trial, and the same word balaun is used for the pandemic that we are in as well, balaun. So a famous dua that is well known to recite in these times is Allahumma rfa' anna al-bala' Oh Allah, irfa' raise anna from us al-bala' This calamity, this trial, this difficulty. So may Allah Ta'ala give us the understanding of that, that Allah Ta'ala does test us and He it does not mean that everyone will survive. And survival does not mean success, right? It's about how we live through these trials and difficulties. If we are patient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, continue fulfilling our actions, then we are successful. It's not it does not necessarily mean that us staying alive is the means of success. But how we took about and you know ourselves in this difficulty and in, in this difficult time, that is the yardstick of our success many muslim communities of the past they fa they faced the plagues where hundreds of thousands of people passed away doesn't mean that their dua was not accepted that that uh, they were unsuccessful no not at all it's how we lived our life and how we died our death that will measure our yardstick of success 
not that we survived another day. Many people will not take a lesson from this. Allah Ta'ala says, لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ So that they may return to Him. Allah does this to people so they may return back to Allah. And we'll see after this uh, pandemic, uh, inshallah, may Allah Ta'ala raise it from us quickly, inshallah. We will see that many people did not learn a single lesson. And for them, they failed the test. And we'll see other people they passed away. For them, they may have passed the test in the sense that they died a, a, a good death, death on Iman. So, uh, Savior, or rather, um, staying alive, that is not the yardstick of our success, but continuing or leading our life or changing our life to the dictates of the deen of Allah, followed by the sunnah of Rasulullah wasallam. If we did adopt that, whether we died or didn't die, or we lived, then that would be a yardstick to measure our success. May Allah Ta'ala give us, give us the success in dunya and the akhirah, which He is pleased with. Ameen. Continuing our ta'aleem of the book, the next few ahadith are some very beautiful ahadith uh, discussing sometimes the pleasures a person gets so much in the dunya and doing the ibadah and worship of Allah Ta'ala that Allah Ta'ala gives them the tawfiq in the qabr also to uh, do these different different acts of worship and to some of the sahaba these things became apparent we know that this is a different realm the realm of barzakh after a person dies he's in a different realm it's the realm of the barzakh or the qabr so he is definitely going through trials and tribulations or going through uh, pleasures and, and, and bliss and doing different different things or different things He's enjoying, but it's not something that is visible to the naked eye that we could see. However, sometimes Allah Ta'ala removes that veil and a person of dunya is able to see some of the pleasures of the akhirah. So some of the righteous people are able to see them. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam saw the state of the people in the qabr. Some of the sahaba saw some of the people in the state of qabr. So if we open the qabr, then we will not always be able to see a person doing anything. But Sometimes a righteous person is able to see some of these things that is, was mentioned in some of these ahadith. Continuing from hadith number 15. Uh, inshallah, we'll recite all the ahadith in Arabic and afterwards we'll translate the ahadith. An Jubairin radiyallahu anhu qal, Ama wallahi alladhi la ilaha illahu laqad adkhaltu thabitan al-bunaniyi fi lahdihi wa ma'i humayd al-tawil. فلما سوينا عليه اللبن سقطت لبنة فإذا هو في قبره يصلي وكان يقول في دعائه اللهم إن كنت أعطيت أحدا من خلقك الصلاة في قبره فأعطنيها فما كان الله ليرد دعاءه أخرجه أبو نعيم في الحلية عن ابن عباس رضي الله عنه قال إن بعض أصحاب النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم جلس على قبر وهو لا يحسب أنه قبر فإذا فيه إنسان يقرأ سورة الملك حتى ختمها فأتى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فأخبره فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم هي المانعة هي المنجية تنجيه من عذاب القبر أخرجه التلمذي عن عكرمة رضي الله عنه قال يؤتى المؤمن, يؤت المؤمن مصحفا يقرأ فيه أخرجه ابن مندة نقل السهيلي في دلائل النبوة عن بعض الصحابة أنه حفر قبرا في موطن فانتفخت طاقة فإذا شخص على سرير وبين يديه مصحف يقرأ فيه وأمامه روضة خضراء وذلك بأحد وعلم أنه من الشهداء لأنه رأى في صفحة وجهه جرحا وأورد ذلك ابن حبان في تفسيره 
عن سعيد الخدري رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من قرأ القرآن ثم مات ولم يستظهره أتاه ملك يعلمه في قبره فيلقى الله وقد استظهره أخرجه أبو الحسن بن شبران في فوائده من طريق عطية الأوفى In the first hadith ابن جبير رضي الله عنه نارت He says I swear by Allah the being which uh, and there is no other being that is worthy of worship but he that i uh, put thabit al-bunani in other words i helped put when thabit bunani passed away i put him in his grave and uh, along with me was humayd al-tawil also when we uh, fixed the grave uh, a brick fell off and suddenly i could see or suddenly uh, it was seen or he, i could see that he was praying in his in his qabr and we used to remember he's saying that that uh, Thabit Bunani used to make this dua that Oh Allah, if you give anyone the tawfiq The ability to perform salah in the qabr If you allow this, then allow me to do it Give me the gift of performing salah in the qabr And Allah Ta'ala did not reject his dua Subhanallah This is a hadith of Hulya Hulya al-Awliya of Abu Nu'aym And um, this is because of the Ladhat and the you know the the enjoyment they would receive in the ibadah because a person who understands the true true reality of salah in other words connecting to Allah privately and 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 and, and talking to Allah subhanahu wa taala then the enjoyment that he feels in the true essence of the worship of salah he will want it more and more. The author afterwards says that these acts of worship were out of enjoyment and bliss and not out of uh, a fard or that Allah Ta'ala commanded them and now that's why they were praying so this was simply out of enjoyment in the next hadith Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu says that some of the sahaba radiallahu anhum they ended up sitting on a qabr without realizing that it was a qabr suddenly they heard uh, you know the uh, someone reciting surah mulk until they finished surah mulk so when he came to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and informed him of this Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said it is mani'ah. It is munjiyah. These are two names of the surah mulk. In other words, mani'ah means from the word mana'a to prevent. And munjiyah from the word najat to, to uh, save, salvation. We just did it earlier in the verse. So it is some. It is a surah. And then he says, tunjihi min adabil qabr. It protects him from the punishment of the qabr. In other words, it's a mani'ah. It prevents the punishment. And munjiyah and it protects him from the punishment of the grave. So this Surah Mulk, again, I stress it so much. Every night, make it a point to recite it. We did the hadith also, that a person who recites it every night, he will be protected from the punishment of the grave. So this is in uh, this hadith is in Tirmidhi. In the next hadith, anhu narrates that a mu'min will be brought his suhuf, his Qur'an that he may recite in. In other words, in the grave, a person, if he wishes Allah Ta'ala, shall give him the Qur'an to recite. Suhaili narrates in Dalai al-Nubuwa from some Sahaba that, this is the next hadith, that a grave was dug in a place and another grave suddenly opened up, you know, by mistake, another grave ended up being exposed. Suddenly they could see a person sitting or lying down on a bed and while he was lying on his bed, um, in, in front of him was his Mus'af, was his Quran that he was reciting from. And before him was uh, a green garden. And this was in Uhud. 
So he can, he knew that this he was from among the shuhada, the martyrs, because he saw a wound on his on his forehead or on his face. This Ibn Hibban has narrated this in his tafsir. And the final hadith from Abu Sa'id Khudri radiallahu anhu, he says that Rasulullah said a person who recites the Quran and he dies without being able to memorize the Quran. In other words, he had the intention to memorize the Quran. He wishes to memorize the Quran, but he wasn't able to. Then an angel comes to him, teaching him the Quran in his qabr, subhanAllah. And he meets Allah Ta'ala in the state that he had already memorized the Quran, subhanAllah. So this, these, all these ahadith refer to uh, the fact that uh, a person's love for ibadah, of reciting the Quran, of praying salah, it will stay and remain with him afterwards as well. His salah and his Quran will accompany him in his grave and, and, and will remove the... the the lonely feeling that a person would have in the grave and would accompany him there. May Allah Ta'ala grant us a tawfiq to recite more and more Quran, to connect, really connect, actually connect with Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala in our salah, inshaAllah. In these difficult times, again, let us take blessings from reciting the names of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala. And may Allah Ta'ala grant us and safety and uplift the punishment from us or uplift this situation from us by means of his blessed names. <coughs> Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu narrates in the hadith of Tirmidhi that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa says, Allah Ta'ala has 99 names. The one who enumerates them, in other words, memorizes and learns them, then he will enter Jannah. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. وَاللَّهُ الَّذِي لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا هُوَ الرَّحْمَنُ الرَّحِيمُ الْمَنِكُ الْقُدُّوسُ السَّلَامُ الْمُؤْمِنُ الْمُهَيْمِنُ الْعَزِيزُ الْجَبَّارُ الْمُتَكَبِّرُ الْخَالِقُ الْبَارِئُ الْمُصَوِّرُ الْغَفَّارُ الْقَهَّارُ الْوَهَّابُ الرَّزَّاقُ الْفَتَّاحُ الْعَلِيمُ الْقَابِضُ الْبَاسِطُ الْخَافِضُ الرَّافِعُ الْمُعِزُّ الْمُذِلُّ السَّمِيعُ الْبَصِيرُ الحكم العد اللطيف الخبير الحليم العظيم الغفور الشكور العلي الكبير الحفيظ المقيت الحسيب الجليل الكريم الرقيب المجيب الواسع الحكيم الودود المجيد الباعث الشهيد الحق الوكيل الحق الوكيل القوي المتين الولي الحميد المحصي المبدئ المعيد المحيي المميت الحي القيوم الواجد الماجد الواحد الأحد الصمد القادر المقتدر المقدم المؤخر الأول الآخر الظاهر الباطن الوالي المتعاد البر التواب المنتقل العفو الرؤوف مالك الملك ذو الجلال والإكرام المقصد الجامع الغني المغني المانع الضار النافع النور الهادي البديع الباقي الوارث الرشيد الصبور May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the blessings of these names and may Allah Ta'ala use it as a means to remove this difficulty from us and accept us for his deen, for his Islam, and make let us live on Islam and die with Iman, inshaAllah. Everyone should make an effort to try to memorize these 99 names, and it's very, very easy. Uh, inshaAllah, Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. And don't forget to recite your Surah Mulk. Don't forget to recite your Surah Yasin. Allah give us tawfiq. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.